Hello and welcome to Rising News, Season 2, Episode 1. This week, we look at coronavirus cases in Victoria. All that and more in this episode of Rising News. Hi, and welcome back. I'd like to start off by saying I'm very sorry that this episode's late. I haven't been very well. Luckily, I've had a test for COVID, and I will talk about that in just a second. And luckily, I tested negative. Remember, this is the start of a new season, which brings to an end weekly episodes. All episodes will be roughly 20 minutes, and they'll be coming out each fortnight, which means you'll only get your dose of rising news twice a month. This season should go for a few months, and I'll try to keep it running as long as I can, but it's pretty hard to run the podcast, and it takes up a lot of my time, so if I don't get around to doing it, I'll make sure to let everyone know. Now, just because I did a season two after only four episodes of season one doesn't mean it's going to work like that for much longer. Season three may not even happen, and if it does, probably won't be for quite a while in. There'll be a fair few more episodes of season two before we get to season three. Remember, we've had quite a big gap since the last episode, so there's quite a bit to catch up on, like the second wave in Victoria. Now, the first thing I want to talk about today is what it's like to get tested for COVID. Now, before I get into the depths of things, I'd like to say that it's not as bad as most people think. To me, the worst part of the entire test was the queue. Now, depending on where you are and what type of way you'd like to get tested, can make a difference to wait times and how the test is undertaken. There are two main ways that the test can work. The first, by using a swab in your throat and nostrils. The second, by doing a blood test. The blood test can only check if you've ever had COVID, not if you currently have it. But it's very unreliable and the cotton swab is very, very accurate, which is why that is what most people are doing and that's what I did. Now what we did was we went to our local testing facility and jumped in the queue for the drive through which is where you just drive around the road slowly, you know, park park your car, wait a minute, move up in the queue. Then once you get to the end, there's some tents with some people and they have the facilities to test. Now, where you get tested and... The kind of people that are testing you can make a difference to what happens because some people have a different technique. Now, what happens here in my case was the swab was pushed decently into my throat and nostrils, both one in each nostril down the throat, and it did not hurt that much. I, I gagged a bit, but there wasn't much pain, there wasn't much tickle. Nostrils, it does make you cough a bit, but that's normal and people get used to it. If you have someone who tests you who is very thorough, they can push the swab in further or harder or twist it or not, which can make a difference to how you feel. So don't just take my word for it, but I would say I recommend highly getting tested even if you don't have any symptoms of anything, just to be sure that you don't have it and don't know yet. Right? This makes sure that you that you are safe. Right? And this doesn't mean you shouldn't social distance because you can still get it straight after. But it's just so much easier on your mind. Like once I found out it was negative, it was just so much easier. And this this is why the testing, you, you need to get it done. 
So, so my, my, my end goal of this is to recommend everyone listening to this to get tested. And now, more about Season 2. There are a few changes, some good and some bad, that Season 2 will be bringing to Rising News. Now, as I've already said, episodes will now be fortnightly and 20 minutes, which means that you can guarantee you can get at least some good news into your fortnight. There'll be roughly 10 minutes of news for each week. However, some episodes may have more weekly focused news than others because of what news has happened within the last fortnight. This season will have more guest hosts, like the one hour special where I had a guest host, Aaron. I'm going to have a lot more guest hosts now, which means that you can now host a segment on Rising News. More about that at the end of the show. We'll also have more polls, as that system was currently down at... The filming and editing and the entirety of season one. So we're going to have more guest hosts, 20-minute episodes, polls, and fortnightly episodes, which all brings together more audience interaction, which is exactly what season two hopes to bring. Now, since last season, Victoria has sadly had a second wave of coronavirus, which hasn't just impacted their state. Figures for Victoria have spread across New South Wales, small parts of Queensland, and small parts of a few other states. This has caused a bit of outrage from some people. Now, I promise you that most of you already know this story, but I'd just like to say my opinion on it, and this opinion is on Karen from Bunnings. If you don't already know, Karen was a lady who entered a Bunnings in Victoria uh, quite a few weeks ago now. She refused to wear a mask. When put to her manager, she referred to the Department of Human Services, which is nothing to do with health, and what they uh, were saying on regards to having to wear a mask. Bunnings referred to how its conditions of entry required you to wear a mask, and they were in the right, and she was in the wrong. However, she stood her ground and got taken by police. She kept thinking that she was in the right, when really she wasn't. She was thinking the wrong things and had heard some very, very weird things. Now, even if Buddington had allowed her to browse around without a mask, what good is that doing? Keeping the comfort of herself, risking the lives of others? At the time, Victoria's cases were rising and getting up to, to numbers like 700 a day. And she's going out there, not knowing if she could have the virus or not, possibly spreading it to, to tens and hundreds of people. This is what she had to say. And you're discriminating I'm not, against no me. Discrimination. We're all just trying to all be in this together. We're, we all, all have to wear what masks. together. I actually don't. And you're not authorised by the Australian government to even question me about it. It's a condition of entry of our four as, as Then that's discrimination and I can have you sued personally for discriminating against me as a woman. Now, I don't get what she was thinking. Nearly everything she quoted to make herself sound smart was wrong, and it literally just proved how dumb she was. I might sound brutal, but that's the truth. I don't think that anything she said was right. Suing personally, not having any conditions of entry of stores, not needing a medical certificate, it's all lies, it's all wrong. Everybody knows. If you are going to threaten the lives of other people, you shouldn't be out in public. Okay, we're in the middle of a blinking pandemic. People should know what they're on about, alright? There's people 
that are on the front line, that are, that are saving lives, trying, trying to flatten this curve in Victoria, while she is just standing there in a Bunnings, risking people's health and safety. Like, no good can come out of it. Right? Like, discrimination as a woman, if a man walked in there and said the exact same things, they would have said the exact same thing. Right? There was nothing at all that she said or did that was anything to do with the correct answer. Nothing at all was said or done by her which was legal or was a fair protest. Right? She's allowed to state her opinion, but that does not mean she can go against conditions of entry in a store to prove a point. She repeatedly did this, again in Australia Post, but it was less of an incident this time because the person just brushed her off and did what she said. Now, the big mistake with this was was not just that she did the wrong thing, but there was that she chose to share it. If if I ever made such a big mistake as to as to say something so rude to someone or a company, I would never share it. I'd never even film it. Like, I don't know what she thinks she's getting out of this. It's it's public humiliation that she's chosen to put on. She has chosen to humiliate herself online by publishing a video of her doing the wrong thing. It's like trying to not get caught for stealing something from a shop, but publishing the CCTV footage of you stealing it. It just it's just it's just mind blowing how dumb people can be. Right? It's just it just doesn't add up why she would ever do this. Now, similarly to the first episode of the first season, this episode is very, very corona dominated. And if you don't want to hear from Corona News, just go about four to five minutes up the line. I'll speak about some other interesting topics later. Now, I've got some information on the COVID vaccine. Now, I'm currently uh, recording this episode on the 26th of August, so this information will be a bit old by the time this episode is edited and published on Apple Podcasts. However, the news that's recently come out at my time is that the University of Queensland scientists have released a coronavirus vaccine pre-clinical trial data, which say results that show good level of protection. A new University of Queensland study has been another step forward for a COVID vaccine. Now, there was also some hearings about Oxford over up north in the UK, which have stated that they will have a working vaccine soon too. But it's heard that Australia will have the first vaccine. Now, a lot of people think that if they have a vaccine, they'll save it until they can they can charge as much as they want for it. Then they'll charge hundreds of dollars. Only the rich will get it. Maybe even more than hundreds of dollars. Only the rich will get it. Then they will be rich. Because this has happened before. I'm not going to state the cases because there's too many, but this has happened before. But Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister, has promised once we have a COVID vaccine, it will be free for every Australian that can get it. He took back his original statement of making sure that the vaccine will be as compulsory as it could be because there are still people who don't believe vaccines are the right way to go for coronavirus or for a lot of other things for that matter. Now, just quickly, I've just moved in on the microphone here because a lot of people complained about the quality of the speech in the one-hour special in the final episode of last season, and then I was a bit further away from the microphone. So if this sounds a bit better for the second half of the episode, that's great.
Now, in times like 100 years ago when we had the Spanish flu, there were long extended periods of time where people were in distress because of a pandemic. Now, scientists and the World Health Organization are now saying the coronavirus pandemic will be shorter and shorter-lived than the Spanish flu because over the last 100 years, technology has advanced so much to create a vaccine. Now, there are a lot of reasons why a vaccine might not work. Some of them being that viruses in general don't have many vaccines because they're something that you can get multiple times. However, because of technology in modern day, I would never rule out a coronavirus vaccine coming soon. If, however, it were to come, I would be on the line to get it because I'd like to do my part to help everyone else. Yes, it's not the most comfortable thing ever. It's not, it's not, it's not easy, right? No one likes, no one likes a jab, but it's doing our part to help the community. And the only problem with vaccines is if you could force every single person to have one, I'm not saying that's correct, I'm not saying you should force everyone to have one, but if you could, it would be so much easier to control the virus. But it's not ethical, it's not, it's not right morally to, to force people all to have a virus if they don't want to because of several reasons, because of medical conditions, because of, because of beliefs, because of tons of different things, which means that some people would still be at risk and could still spread the virus. I think that corona will end up being like the flu and that if someone if, if if so little people get it because of a vaccine it won't spread as fast and it won't be as bad when people get it yes it's deadly but that's only for a small percentage of people it's less than 10 percent of less than five percent chance of dying from corona now if you look at the flu it's it's very comparable it's 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 not unlikely to to, well, it's, it's unlikely, but it's not entirely unlikely to die from the flu either, which is it's why coronavirus once settled down with the vaccine will end up being, will, will never, it'll never go away. There will never be a time when there won't be a coronavirus, in my, in my opinion. But there'll be a time when catching it won't be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, you'll be very sick. And if, and if you're old, it's not going to be very good for you. Um, it's really sad, but it'll be a step closer to having a normal, or as close as we can to being normal world. Because it's going to take quite a while to go back to how we were in early 2019, mid-2019, and even late 2019 in Australia in 2018. If everyone just thinks back to what times were like then, it was so much easier. You could give your best mate a handshake or, or a hug to someone. You could go see your grandparents if they're still around. Yeah, it was just a much simpler time. But we will get through this. I'm sure of it. And we will. We, we will definitely keep the world great. If every single country will get over this, we'll get through it. And if each person does their part, we'll make sure that the world is safe. But... That's enough for coronavirus news. We're now at the 16-minute mark nearly. We're at 15 minutes and 45 seconds now. So we're going to go on to some other news about some more interesting things. Now, in an earlier episode, I spoke about Apple's WWDC conference and the release of iOS 14. But now 
I've had it for quite a while now, and I've gone through a fair few betas, and now I'd like to talk about my opinion. Now, I get it. Some people listening won't like the new update, and some people will. But I'll guarantee you, all of you listening are listening on an Apple device. Because this season, and hopefully not next season, will only be on Apple Podcasts. I've heard from a lot of you you'd like it on Spotify. However, that's not possible at the moment. Once I can start getting some more stuff going through and a few more views, I can definitely get it on a few more platforms, especially platforms that are Android-based. Now, WWDC released iOS 14, macOS Big Sur, watchOS 7, and more updates, as you would already know. I've been on the beta for iOS 14, as I said, and I love it. The widgets are just so smooth and work so perfectly. The app library works phenomenally, and everything just feels more like Apple. Yes, it's, it's, it's bringing Android features to iPhone, and they're five years late, but they have made them perfect. I can't really think of a word that can describe them, but they're just so well done. They're just so clean. The music icon has been a bit weird at the moment. In original pictures from WWDC, the music icon was the same as iOS 13. However, we've gone back to an iOS 9-ish style with the reddish hue of the logo. Some other features that I've loved from the new update are just general fixes. Just general things that look a lot better. Just like if you use the phone in landscape mode, which no longer supports the home screen, but in other apps like Messages and Mail, and you tap on something, it's rounded. And the roundedness just makes everything feel and seem a lot better. In Messages, you have new pinning and, and, uh, and inline replies and so much more. iOS 14 has revolutionised the iPhone by only changing a few things. It's made it easier to use and easier to find information quicker. I can't say the same about iPadOS 14 though. Because widgets can't be moved throughout the home screen, it's pretty much the same as the widgets in iOS 13. However, Siri and phone calls and FaceTime calls have made iPad and iPhone so much better. By making Siri smaller and smarter, it's becoming much, much better. Siri is really becoming the virtual assistant of the future. Now, there are so many new tweaks in iOS 14 that I could not stop talking about them. I could go on for hours. There are so many things that make iPhone and iPadOS so much better. But, this episode had to end sometime, and with only one minute left, I thought I'd talk about getting on the podcast. If you have an iPhone and are able to record a voice recording by approval by me, you can become a podcaster. You can submit a clip that goes for one to two minutes about a topic of your choice with pre-approval. By the time this episode goes out, I'll put a little form on the website which lets you fill in your details to be on the podcast. I'll send you an email back within the next few days letting you know if I've accepted your application or not. Then you can tell me what you want to talk about and why and then I'll get you into the podcast. You simply have to use a voice recording app like Voice Memos or GarageBand. Or if you have a microphone and computer, make sure to use that. Send me the file as an MP4 and there you go. You can now be a podcaster. But sadly, that brings to the end of Rising News Season 2 Episode 1. And that's it. Thanks 
Edge, goodbye.